Let's do a quick roll call. This is user one. Normally you guys are hearing user two kick off the episode, but today it's all me. So who is joining me today? User 1.5, where you at? Hello, hello, hello. We are back and uh, ready to roll. I'm excited. I'm excited. Middle of the day recording. So I'm stone cold sober. This should be interesting. (laughs) Wonderful. And I and, and I like to say, everybody, it's the middle of the day and we are dedicated and that's why we're here. So we hope you really enjoy this episode. User 1.5, what's new in your world? What's been going on? You know, we've got the Delta variant out here wreaking havoc on the world. And uh, so pretty much back into masks and lockdown we go. Um yeah, that's 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 about it. And uh, trying to keep up with some of these Michael News uh, little gems we're going to talk about later today. So nothing too exciting, you know, trying to stay uh, not infected with COVID. Well, let me ask you this. You brought up the Delta variant and we really, really, really hope that everyone who can and has the capacity to the ability and it's safe for you that you have gone and you've been vaccinated. We really hope you've done that, not just for yourself, but for the people around you, the people you love and for all of us. You guys remember that not long ago, it really was not long ago, like a couple of months ago, we were all just stuck. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. Y'all were scared to leave your house. Just thought it was going to be like the fog and get you. And now everybody is hot girl summering it up. And here come the Delta variant. You know, the only Deltas we want to see run up on us are the girls in the cream um, and the crimson and cream. That's about it. We don't need what's happening right now. So please go get vaccinated. If you have not Go get educated if you feel that it's not safe. I understand. We do understand the apprehension some have or the distrust in the government, et cetera. But please just educate yourself before you start buying into something that may not make a whole lot of sense when you really look at things. So absolutely, we are all praying that all are staying safe and that we can come out of this pandemic together. User two, are you there? Hello, friends. I am here. I have just finished a delicious turkey sandwich and I am ready to discuss Michael Jackson today. How are you? I'm wonderful. And it's always a good day to talk about Michael Jackson, the king of pop, the king of, as Elizabeth Taylor said, rock, soul, R&B, XYZ and ABC. And it went something like that anyway. It's always a good day to talk about Michael because he's just the best. So I'm excited that you're excited about the show we have today. We have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful episode that is a birthday episode. It's August. uh, It's Michael's birthday month. And we certainly weren't going to let it pass by and not do something amazing to commemorate his life, his legacy. So we're really excited. We hope you guys enjoy the episode. 
Um, and uh, of course, uh, after you listen to it, drop us some feedback online, send us an email, whatever. Um, but we just hope you can sit back and enjoy um, the episode today as we celebrate Michael's life and his legacy. So um, unfortunately today we don't have any show sponsors and that's really that makes me sad I don't know how y'all feel about it but I'm really sad about that I hope you guys are enjoying the show and if you are we appreciate everyone who has sponsored the show if you can please donate to support our podcast support what we're doing we don't make money off of this we're just looking to basically cover our costs of existing um we do it for love uh, but we also appreciate any support you guys can give us feel free to drop us whatever is on your heart become a show sponsor you can donate at paypal at www.paypal.me backslash blackjack estate also if you want and you're using cash app it's that dollar sign BLK Jack Estate, and we are there as well. And if you are not already, but I know everybody listening to here is, follow us on social media. Use a one yours truly is making sure that every now and again I pop my head in. I'm running the tweets. Um, I'm seeing what you guys are talking about. Sometimes it's a lot of nothing, but sometimes it's some good stuff. And I try to jump in there. Um, we're on Twitter, like I said, at twitter.com backslash BLK Jack Estate. So at BLK Jack Estate, user 1.5 is in tr- is manning our Instagram account. And you can find us there on Instagram at BLK Jack Estate. And then user two, <laughs> user two, uh, if you want to find her on Twitter, we have an update here. Um, and I'm, we're going to come back to that. We're going to route back around because it's a, it's huge. Uh, it's a huge happening. Um, massive. I mean, a crazy thing. And so we're going to come back to that, but use 1.5. You can find her on Twitter at twitter.com backslash R E I N A rain, a Latoya L A T O Y A. It's actually pronounced Reina, which means the queen all so. right it's spelled r-e-i-n rain okay <laughs> a i'm helping everybody out here l-a-t-o-y-a if you want to find her i don't know why you want to because as you can see she's got an attitude problem she needs an attitude adjustment but uh, that's where she's at i would love follow follow me i would love to get a follow from you guys and i will follow you back y'all hey. got better things to do with your time but if you must you you can now hey, Haters, they gonna hate. <clears throat> Last but not least, guys, do you love us? Because we love you. Do you hate us? We don't hate you. But if you hate us, you got any questions, you want to send us something uh, to read, we get we get mail all the time and we're always reading it. We're always responding. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your feedback. Uh, we appreciate moral support and your dollar support. But whatever you want to do, something, something you want us to cover, something we're not talking about, something that you think we got wrong, something you think we got right, um, feel free to shoot us an email at theblackjacksonestate at gmail.com and we will respond and we will take into consideration anything that you think we should be discussing on this podcast that we are not all ready. Amen. Amen. And guys, I always cover a little bit of feedback, like I said, from you guys. So I want to make sure I give a real shout out to, um, there was an individual who had some really nice things to say about our podcast, about little Michael Jackson, all the way from, I think, Costa Rica. Um, and I'm looking for it right now, if I can find it. So we want to give a, a big shout out and a big thank you to 
Hanaya Campos. Anaya, uh, that H is probably silent. H A N. You constantly <laughs> struggle with the names. Y'all, listen. Could you start like phonetically giving us your names for user one? <laughs> Otherwise, she's gonna have to spell everybody's name every episode. You know what? You know who you are, and you know that you are loved. That's all I can say. Okay, but I appreciate your comment. You t- you commented on our Twitter. You said, "Wow, just listen to your little Michael pod." Not sure why I didn't see it when it came out, but you guys made me laugh and cry. I'm 62 years old. I grew up with this kid here in the mountains of Costa Rica, and it's so amazing to hear you guys put all this into perspective. I love the songs you selected. I really appreciate that because I got a lot of grief. About my song That's selection. But I true. appreciate we that others appreciate because what they say is that you're never appreciated at home. It's, it's really okay. abroad. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing. We did not say, and Ashley, correct me if I'm wrong. We did not say that the song selection was poor. We were questioning the ranking. That is correct. So, I don't want to hear all of that. I want to finish reading this wonderful comment. I don't want to hear it. Thank you. <clears throat> I loved the songs selected so much fun to listen to (laughs) so much fun to listen to these songs i haven't listened to in a while right now getting into them got to be there was the first album i ever bought and man ben it sounded so romantic at the time lol yeah it's about a rat i mean it's you know i guess appreciate (laughs) thank you so much for your comment thanks everybody for listening to the pod um, we appreciate that you appreciate it and we love doing it because we, we love Michael. So thanks so much. What's next? I don't know. Ah, okay. Now it's time for our news segment. Y'all hear that music? You know what it is. Covering some news. We're going to start, you know, they say, do you want your good news first or your bad news? <laughs> We're going to start with the bad news. The man once hailed as the best record company president in the world. Michael Jackson said that in 1984 with no regard to Barry Gordy at all. Walter Yetnikoff has passed away. Yetnikoff was the president and CEO of CBS Records from 1975 to 1990. Everybody knows the stories about him and his championing of Michael's career, um, his solo career, and Michael really uh, felt that he had his back, especially when he wanted to branch out and do his own thing outside of his brothers. He has passed away. He was, I think, really 87 years old. And so he uh, lived a nice long life and um, unfortunately no longer here with us. Uh, uh, The Michael Jackson estate did release a statement um, and I'm going to read just a part of it. Um, they said Walter Yetnikoff was a giant in the music industry at the time when it was more fun. <laughs> okay. More outrageous and complex. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. The shade in that line. Who wrote this statement? It is John. <laughs> I am so sick of them. <laughs> the opening line is so shady. I what just thought about up? how many black artists were being screwed at this time including michael including including michael's black ass no that's just i don't like that but let me just read a little bit of it okay start over start from the beginning because that was a lot to take in walter yetnikoff was a giant in the music industry at the time when it was more fun more outrageous and complex and extremely less corporate than it is today um and he was a man for the times 
It's a difficult day to imagine the level of cultural apartheid at the music channels. It is difficult today to imagine the level of cultural apartheid at the music channels in 83 when MTV refused to play Michael Jackson's short film, Billie Jean. But Yetnikoff was ferocious on Michael's behalf and didn't hesitate to play corporate chicken with the powerful music channel. Who wrote this again? Probably John. The official statement. <laughs> the, and I'm just going to skip some more down here. It says that Walter knew the only way to unleash a special talent like Michael onto the world was to trust the artist to follow his own instincts. As Michael put it, he encouraged me to be my own man and to do the things that had to be done the way I had to do them. Well, rest on Walter. Rest on on whatever side you're on. We well, he's, he's Jewish, so, so I'm pretty he sure. Okay, yeah. so I was gonna bring that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just vibing. Yeah, he vibing. So that's again a bit of sad news, and uh, we certainly. Um, we certainly have recognized it. Um, Luther Jackson, Michael Jackson's uncle. Now this one, listen, that's fam. You know what I mean? So shout out to the Jackson family. Certainly anyone who's lost a close family member, a relative, on an uncle knows that it is difficult. Doesn't matter how old they are. Luther Jackson has passed away at the age of 85. He did have COVID, but it sounds like from what I was reading, it was the pneumonia that really uh, was the cause of his death. Um, he, um, was, he, he and his brother, uh, were in the Falcons together. I read that as well, but I don't know if he had his own band at the time or they were together at the time. And then as time went on and the Jacksons went out, he, he started his, his, a different band. I don't know. I think, um, I think Joseph was a part of the Falcons. What about I, Luther? I feel like, yeah, I think uncle Luther was in the yeah, okay. Falcons, That's but what I think I he also might have gigged on his own because wasn't nobody trying to wait for Joseph to put out 75 of his fucking kids asleep. Right. And at the Go end, he had his gig. own band called the Loose Cannon. So he, mm. he he was a man. He was playing. He he was a real musician and a real uh um sounds like a stand-up guy. He taught Tito and Jermaine how to play the guitar. Um and Tito actually played live with his uncle and his band um later on. Um and I think uh, so. We got a, a a quote here from Tito. He said, "My dad and uncle would get together and play blues every weekend. Plus, by us hearing that music and learning it, we also performed it in our shows." So, um, again, we are sending up all our love to the Jackson family. What a loss, um, certainly for them. And it sounds like he had a really close relationship with his um, his nephews. It's, it sounds like especially Tito, um, as they continue to even work together um, later on. I always imagine Uncle Luther as the cool uncle. Yeah, he was a cool uncle. You could tell. And was he was he older than Joseph? I think yeah. Um, yeah. No, it sounds like he was younger. When Joseph died, how old was he? He was Let's do a quick little Google. Do a Google. quick It sounds like he might have been the younger brother. Well, he clearly was a cool uncle cuz he taught the boys how to play guitar because, you know, Joe was, you know, if you touch my guitar, I'll kill you. Yeah, he he he. he. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I've been working on my Joe Jackson voice. It's just a shame he didn't get to hear it. Oh yeah, man, it's still is leaning on Batman territory, like Christian. Or you don't think name? Joseph was like Batman? Joseph was Batman. Christian Bale, Batman, <laughs> the Hawkman, who's who's been touching my guitar. <laughs> 
Joseph was the eldest <laughs> of five, so Uncle okay, Luther yeah, was younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a what a ripe life, and it's so cool to when you kind of look at and you remember that Michael and that their family, you know, they are of the American Black experience, and I think Uncle Luther is a good representation of that fact. Sometimes we think about them and we only think about Hollywood and that that whole scheme, but it's like, nah, they got family that's just like you and your family. You know what I mean? That didn't leave and didn't get caught, didn't necessarily, you know, move into that world and just kind of stayed really. Uh, true to their roots. Um, and it sounds like that was Uncle Luther. I just want to read another quote from Tito. He said, when I was a child, before I ever touched a guitar, I used to watch my Uncle Luther and my father get together every weekend and mess around with the blues. Um, and I just think, you know, when you have somebody that you are, I, at that point, these kids, are, I'm sure, looking up to their uncle and their father. Um, and so I'm sure it was just a big loss. Um, and but that gives us a nice segue into something uh, which you say, you know, kind of the circle of life or, you know, how a person's spirit and who they are never dies. If you remember them, we have Tito Jackson releasing his sophomore solo album called Under Your Spell that came out last week, I believe. And um, it's a blues album. And he did that on purpose. He said first his, his first album, he wanted to be kind of poppy or whatever, but that he wanted the second one to be a blues album. And I hope his uncle got to hear that thing uh, when it, when he was done, um, when he was done uh, recording it um, before he passed away. So Tito's new album is out and I don't, have you guys listened to it? I've listened to some of the songs. I haven't listened to to the entire album, but the songs that I've heard are, first of all, very bluesy. But, I mean, Tito, man, that guitar. Oh, my God. The way he made that thing talk. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. He made what talk? His guitar. I just heard that thing, so I didn't know. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not in pop team. Uh, we're not talking about pop team right now. We're talking, we uh, that Tito. would be pop it for T. Oh no, ma'am! Oh God, let's not do that. Let's, yeah, that stay, let's stay away from that. Let's <laughs> stay all not. the way away from that. Ashley, have you listened to it? I have listened to one or two songs. I think Tito. Is a great bluesman. Stay in that bag. I don't want this Pop Tito. I yeah, don't. Nah, it's not that nah. I hate Pop Tito. I'm just not a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan. Just because the Jackson Five is the way that you know Tito from this poppy group, uh, he doesn't have to sell me that anymore. Give mm-hmm. me the soul. Give me the mm-hmm. blues. Mm-hmm. Give me the gutter bucket. All the things you would have done if you didn't have to tote Michael and Marlon's little asses around. Mm-hmm. Where would you have ended up with your um, guitar playing skills and your singing skills. So I would like for him to stay in that bag. Do not give me uh, adult 3T. Give me This is his thing. Tito. Yeah, no. This is his thing. I think what I really liked is that it's so clear he's confident in himself. What, in my opinion, what came um, the kind of the vibe you get from Jackie solo and Marlon's solo and one of many of Jermaine's solo albums is that there's this trying to compete or keep up with Michael laced inside of the the whole album. And it's like, nah, you can't do that. You just got to do you, you know? And of course you guys have similar, you know, vibes and sounds, but you still have a unique thing. That's just you. Like Jermaine was a more R and B sort of dude. Like if he would have just kind of dug deep into that straight R and B bag, instead of trying to, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like Tito, this is Tito. It doesn't make you go, oh, he's trying to sound like Michael or, oh, he's trying to 
you know, compete with Michael. It's like, nah, this guy is just doing him. He's got his own, his own style, his own vibe. That's kind of what I get from this album. Very true. I mean, I think we, we kind of unpacked it in one of the other episodes. I think the brothers episode, um, how Tito kind of, because he waited so long to do solo stuff because he had children to raise and things like that. He, he kind of, benefited from that because he got to kind of come with his own style off top you know he wasn't chasing the jacksons or michael he was just like well it's been how many years i might as well just do whatever the hell i want to do so good for good for papa t i love it and and i just want to shout out that love one another song uh he he found a way to get every celebrity he's ever met in his life in one (laughs) video and good for him he might have beaten michael with the most celebrities in a single music video with that one he was like liberian girl who let me show you something in covid what i can what who i can get together but you know he he I think he is definitely making a name for himself. It's like he said that he, you know, Charles Barkley had made that comment about like, if Tito went into J5, would you really miss him? And he, he caught wind of that and he was like, listen, okay, I got to show you that I know what I'm doing. Um, and he really is holding his own out here. I mean, he is really doing a great job. Let me tell you, if you're going to go listen to that album under your spell, I'm going to tell you, love one another, my top five, love one another under your spell big leg woman you're gonna push me too far and rock me baby with george benson that's my top five you can take that to the bank if you don't listen to nothing else on that album go listen to them five songs it's just that's my top five period he got it that's a rousing review right there mm-hmm. i mean i'm i'm see i don't I don't know if that's the right order or not, because as we've discussed previously, her order choices are a little questionable. However, I, that might be. I'm going to go listen to those songs now just because you said that. I didn't oh, say nothing about the order. I just said they were we, the top five songs. Can we talk about Jermaine in the Love One Another video and how great he looked? Jermaine looks awesome in the video. He looked amazing. Jermaine. Um, Janet looks Janet Janet looks awesome in the Janet Jackson's in the video. Janet Jackson. Um, Marlon looks fantastic. I don't think was was uh, Jackie in there. Child, yeah. let me pull it up. I, I think Latoya was def. I think Latoya was in it. He was definitely in there. Prince was in there. Um, uh, Kim Kardashian, his mama at the top. Oh, Mama Katie, Miss Katie was in there. Mm-hmm. She sure was. She was at the top, um, and she looked good. He literally called every three T was in there. Uh, all three Smokey uh, Robinson was in it. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Smokey, everybody, everybody, name Kim. Can we sample Catherine Jackson saying, Stop that killing and whatever the hell else? That y'all listen, little niggas is doing if that ain't somebody grandma listen and y'all I need love, to listen to her you always know it's somebody's grandma when they put that in there in their mm-hmm. sentences stop all that whatever uh-huh, whatever killing stop making that, that noise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yelling you know it could be anything mm-hmm. hush your fuss you know there's so many things you're like that's somebody's grandma stop real. all that crying stop all that crying <laughs> Shut up that noise. Before yeah. I give you something to cry about. I mean, it's just. I know y'all ain't in there with that guitar. I told y'all to put that guitar up. Making all that noise. 
It's just, I'm, I think they are so blessed to still have their mother and she just, she looks like she's in good health and she's doing well. And, um, I'm glad he put her in the video. Like this, is the first video she been in for her, for any of her kids, right? Yeah. Michael dropped the ball. He dropped it majorly, uh, while he was running around putting Lisa Marie and you are not alone. Stop he, it. He it didn't even show us. Let me stop. Stop. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'm just saying I didn't get anything either way out of that video. <laughs> yes, you did. You got a belly button shot and new hair. So that damn hair. belly button that he ripped the same t-shirt uh-huh. every concert. And I would have got wings. that. You got wings. He put wings on for you. Michael in a, in a, in a pool with wings or a, a it was like in a waterfall. Like when yeah. we come back in the next life. <laughs> Michael better give me some titties or ass. And let me hold on, you guys. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, I muted myself. I'm finally watching the video. Are you trying to tell me Janet didn't get off the couch for this fucking video? Why she need to do that? I'm so sick of that goddamn couch. <laughs> and that's why I ain't got no Twitter right now. Let me show you. Oh, man. Well, you don't know what his instructions were when he sent out the mass email asking people to send him videos. Janet's them. not following anyone's instructions. Janet is, I'm going to lay on the couch, you guys. Well, I'm going to give him what woman. I got from the couch. She is. That's a grown woman. If she want to lay on her couch... Well, I wish I could zoom from the motherfucking I mean, couch lives. as well. Well, if you go make a whole bunch of number ones and et cetera and break some records, then you can zoom from your damn couch too. You're right. I'm living like a fucking peasant. So <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna let Janet be Janet. And you know what I appreciate from her now? She's like, I don't owe nobody nothing, matter of fact. So what I'm gonna do is what I'm yeah. gonna do. That's my favorite part about it. And that's why I'm just, like, you know what? This bitch really ain't going to get up off the couch. No. And that's fine. She don't have to. But I that doesn't Michael mean I have to like it. I, I wish Michael had gotten there. Instead, <laughs> anyway, I wish he yeah. would have gotten there. I wish he would have gotten to that place of, you know what? I'm not even going to wear my wig today. I just can't stop. I'm not even going to wear my wig today. You're going to get what you get. I just can't get off the couch. <sighs> but yeah, Tito... If you haven't listened to it under your spell. And he just looks so cool in his little bowler hat. This is why I was trying to subtly throw him ass in Morganton, <laughs> but it wasn't aggressive because that would have been inappropriate. That's somebody's really, grandpa. It really would have been inappropriate. But if Tito would have been like, hey, I would have been like, what's good? I mean, we all saw those tweets. You might. I all I know is I need everyone to go listen to Big Leg Woman, mainly because when it, when he first, that first line, he was like, there you are. And I, I heard Jermaine so bad and I chuckled a little bit. But after it was like after that first line, it got on track so hard. I don't like that first line. It still makes me laugh a little bit. But it's the way his voice is. It sounded a little bit like Jermaine, but that's one of my definitely one of my favorite ones. But he, the dude, is just talented and good. Good for him. He's getting to live out his his desire of being a solo artist and releasing the music. I'm gonna sing the songs I want to sing. He got Bobby Rush in his song. Yeah, I know Bobby Rush the fuck right. Mm-hmm. And then they actually put like a Zoom screen in the video. That's adorable, mm-hmm. Taj. It's a very good video. We're the templates yet, right there, Taj. Moving, <clears throat> and I know you guys are really excited about this. New Michael Jackson merchandise is now out. Did you say excited? Can y'all hear me? 
that's not the word that you wanted to use, is it? Because yeah. can y'all hear me? I'm not excited for shit. Yeah, I can hear you. We can hear you. Okay. Oh yeah. God, um, Chloe, Kim, and Chris got in this video. Yeah, all of the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Are they friends. I didn't see Courtney. Mm, she couldn't make it. Um, Neverland. the Neverland collection, uh, merchandise, which is now out. And wait a minute, purchase. look at Prince clapping on. Listen, me, y'all. Eh, 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 we moved on. We moved on. We've already watched it. You've had two weeks to watch that damn video. Moving on. But I'll be honest. It needs to be noted. All right. Go ahead. All right. The Neverland collection. New MJ merch. You can purchase online now. And the collection is essentially a bunch of t-shirts and whatnot and sweatshirts with the Neverland logo on it or just the words Neverland Valley Ranch. What do you guys feel about? How do you feel about the collection? Would you like to purchase something for the collection? Would you like to burn the collection? What do you think about the Neverland collection put out by the estate? I'd rather talk about Tito's song. (laughs) Did Giovanni make the music video or am I tripping? We're not talking about that damn video no more. We um, moved on. You know, I'm going to put the screenshot in the chat. This Neverland Valley. Okay, first of all, this $85 hoodie that literally in Times New Roman all caps says Neverland Valley Ranch on it and mm-hmm. nothing else. I saw that. They can kiss That's my out ass. Of, I don't know. You know, I listen, the estate is bound and damn determined <laughs> to do <laughs> everything contrary to what the oh. hell we asked them to do because and everybody's gonna buy it on course they're staying on course and good for them but i'm gonna tell you this lamont <laughs> like my like alberta p smith said god rest her soul every tub sits on its own bottom that's what she said and they're gonna learn one day that we're gonna stop buying this shit excuse me i'm sorry we're trying to get tea on the show we're gonna stop buying this stuff and we're just going to hold out. We're going to hold our little coins until they give us what we asked for, i.e. unreleased uh, tour videos, uh, i.e., um, you know, things that we asked them for. Yeah, nobody asked for this. And I just think it's not... The, I don't agree with... <laughs> I just don't agree. I don't... I think that no matter how much you want to reclaim something, there has been a taint on that place because of the accusation. So there's no, I don't think there's any amount of redemption at this point. And I think even Michael knew that he didn't even want to be there. He was like, just open the gates and let the animals out. It'll just be Jumanji is, in the streets. I don't care. Tote bag. There's a $25 tote bag that looks like something that I could have pressed from Michael's. And there is a $25 notebook. I'm Can you drop that. the link in the chat, please? This is so ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I'm gonna drop it in the chat. You said it was a $25 notebook. <laughs> $25. But okay, but what do what do you guys think? Do you think I mean Michael didn't even want to be Michael there write in it anymore anymore? He did not, he didn't even, I don't know what this is. Like, uh, there are some people who really like it, and that's cool if you want to buy it. It just doesn't sit well with, with me. It's your money, so do what you want. I'm I'm not no, I'm good. I would have bought it as a gag. Um, yes, yeah, a gag. I think it's a gag. It'd be a fun gag gift. Uh, but Don't get I, that for me. I uh, no. I, why would I spend eighty five dollars on something that you don't even want? So we're out of the. We're not in the market. You know, we're not in the demographics of who they were expecting to buy this. Now, if I spend eighty five dollars buying a Janet hoodie. 
Janet is here in the land of the living. Um, and we can share feedback. She's not going to listen to it, but you still can. This is state. They don't give a fuck. It's like, hey, we uh, got a sale on fucking. We found a merchandiser who's got a sale on hoodies. So we <laughs> bought like a thousand of them and put Neverland on it. What do you guys want to do? Yeah, let's talk about the drop mark- the link in the chat. Let's I need talk to about see the it. markup here. That eighty five dollars. Like, what are we paying for? Uh, what 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 eighty five dollars for a hoodie? Like, that's a crazy markup. Let me tell you, I, I'm, I'm not, not for that. $85 for that uh, very lifelike and accurate drawing of Latoya that she was 12. <laughs> I would pay $85 for that. For this hoodie, absolutely not. You can get that hoodie from Hobby Lobby and have uh, somebody that you know that got a little print and press up the street do this for you for about mm, max $20. I think they knew that they could do this. You know, oh I think God, they're like, so bad. They knew they could do this after they put out a This Is It commemorative collection and people actually bought it. There was no depth that some fans would not go to. There's no line. There's just no line. I, because I, I don't get why you would buy that either. The Neverland collection, I think, is just in poor taste, especially when you consider that, again, to me, there's no we can believe and based on everything we know that, you know, the accusations are false, but it's like once some, some, somebody can soil something in such a way that no matter how much the truth is, what it is, it's too, you can't revisit it. And Michael knew that like, he was like, I don't even want to be here. I don't yeah, mess I, it up for me. I think you made a really good point. And that was the second time they messed it up for him. Mm-hmm. He actually went back after the first one. He was like, okay, I dealt with this or whatever. But then it happened again. And he was like, man, at that place, I can't, I, I just won't do it. And it's like, I, I just, I like, I think like if he were here, how would he feel about that merch? Line? Well, first of all, thank you for sharing it with me. Um, we will include it in the show notes. Um, I want to describe this even deeper than your explanation, which was, a Times New Roman font in white mm-hmm. on a black hoodie. Nothing more. Nothing more. You no. could go get that printed for yourself for 40 bucks at the right <laughs> kiosk in any mall in any town in America. Mm-hmm. You can order it online for 40 bucks. Custom. Maybe even stitch your name on the back. No shipping and handling. Once you add shipping and handling, how much is that $85 hoodie? Listen, I have I have T I have hoodies that have my salon name on it that are more exciting than that Neverland Valley Ranch one. And I paid my wonderful t-shirt lady $20. Well, I just have a question. Would y'all advocate or support a teacher taking a Neverland Valley Ranch mug to school to drink out of? Is that a good idea? That's not a good look. That's like absolutely is cookies <laughs> and milk. Okay, no, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just saying, like, okay, but now let me ask you, why? Why is it a problem? It's just the insinuation there. It's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. <laughs> um, and it's it's just unfair. It's un like listen. I love the Neverland brand. 
I wish this wasn't as awkward. First of all, I'm glad it's ugly. So now I don't feel bad about wanting it. Because if you had tried to sell that to me 10 years ago, hell yeah, I would have bought it. Even in that ugly font, if I wasn't able to get it printed myself, I probably would have considered purchasing it from you. Now, also 10 years ago, you asked me for $85. Come on. Student loan debt? Come on. It's not even, no. It's not even a question. Um, So I just think this is really goofy. Nobody wants to really wear that Neverland Valley Ranch shirt, dude. It's like, it's like, I don't know how to explain. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's an in poor, it's a poor decision. The only way this idea could be worse is if they would have put the train station on there. Like, why not just go ahead and and give me the whole fucking gag? If you want to do it, if you want to be funny, you want to be tongue in cheek, you want to be ha ha ha. Go ahead and throw the train station on there, ho. Let's just go ahead and put the whole thing in perspective. And then the ones that know, no, you can do that. But that would be gross. (laughs) So Uh, I was like, why would you do that? And where is where is our dear advocate, Prince Michael Jackson, the first as a consultant? Have y'all blocked him from being able to get (laughs) feedback? Because there's yeah, no way. Life. He minded his business right now. They clearly didn't consult with anybody before they did this. They were like, hmm, let's take this picture and we're going to put these words. I mean, hell, they didn't even try to switch the font up, jazz it up or nothing. They, they didn't put it in cursive. They gave a straight vanilla. Like, And what's wild is Michael had enough imagery for Neverland. It had its own branding. It was basically DreamWorks before DreamWorks got stolen from him, which we well, should talk well, about that have, on the pu- have, on the fucking pot. They have merch with the design. They have but, that up there. And you know, so it's I just think it's a just a trash. I think it's a trash. I think it's whoever brought it up, I think it should have been it should have been killed. This could have been easily the, killed. We're in a pandemic. Yeah, I don't know why. But again, it goes back to what user 1.5 said. We've been asking for other things of substance. And it's almost like a constant slap in the face of the fan community to keep offering us and asking us to buy things we didn't ask for. Nobody sat up and said, hmm, you know what I would really like? A Neverland Valley Ranch t-shirt. Right now? I was not thinking about that. You know what I was plotting on? N95 masks. That's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You still didn't mm-hmm. give us the goddamn pandemic merch that we wanted. Yeah. They did. They got masks up there. They are not. Oh, no. but as we have learned, the um, the cloth masks are not as effective against this Delta strain. So at this point, yeah. PSA, uh, put your three ply or your N95s on underneath the cloth mask if you choose to wear your cloth mask. Out. You're gonna have to double mask or KN95, N95. Yeah, I I just want I think I think we all are thumbs down on the Neverland Neverland collection. There's a lot of people who I saw online who were interested in it. Um, a lot of people I saw who were like, nah. And it's not. It has nothing to do with whether or not you think Michael is gu- not guilty or I- guilty or innocent. It has nothing to do with that piece. It is about at this point. It just doesn't feel. Don't feel good. And like I said, Michael even felt that he didn't want to be there. So it's like, what? Okay. Anyway, that's that. Wait. Moving on to other news. Wait, wait, wait. Can we not they move on completely? The, they need to go to the Prince people. The Prince people have a lock on this merchandise and apparel and everything else. They shit and stuff. I'm sorry. 
so when There's when did they I agree. So I'm looking at the You Are Not Alone collection. Like, is this what the gig is? Hold on, my mic's rattling. Lock it in. Um, is this the 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 scam right now that they're doing like song <laughs> collection merchandise? Like you are not alone. They're doing the nothing that a shirt. nothing that anybody asked for. I think that's the it's very disrespectful. Um it's very, very disrespectful in my it's mind. So I mean, ugly. I, I want to talk about the it, fashion. I don't want to wear none of this CD? shit. Why are they still selling CDs? Well, that's not a bad thing. I think we need hard copies of everything at this point. You see how the Aaliyah situation is? I but statistically, no, about- no one's buying CDs. People buy vinyl. In an apocalypse scenario where there's no Wi-Fi, how are you listening to Michael Jackson? Hopefully you got, but that's one, right? I think. I mean, first of all, in an apocalypse uh, situation, the last thing on my mind is listening to some Michael Jackson. I just need to survive, and so (laughs) I don't really know that I'm going to motivate you. (laughs) I know what you'll be driving in or out of. I think survival will be the first first go to here. But I mean, I, I just, I'm just, I'm just, I think, I think they are very disappointing, and I think the fans tell them that and then they go i can be more disappointing let me show you something and then we get the neverland valley collection i don't know why fans feel some sort of allegiance or some sort of um feel special to be in the the estate circle it's like that's that's a weird place to be um and it's clear they don't really have a lot of concern about what Michael's legacy looks like Michael I cannot believe would have wanted us to get Neverland Valley merch over some sort of release of his art that is you know uh, he can find some sort of he could have found some sort of um, appreciation for its release like I said the the um, concerts the live shows I think are a good place to start they won't they find every excuse to just not go there. We got more probably live footage of um the temptations than Michael Jackson. Probably. Not the temptations. You ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> damn. You mean to tell me I can find David Ruffin for quicker and more more diverse YouTubes of David Ruffin than Michael Jackson? Everything from Michael is a, a, a video that people done leaked or found. Like, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, it can more can be done but anyway moving on to our next piece of news we just had a very interesting sort of name drop of michael jackson on the real housewives of beverly hills so as the story goes and i watched uh this the, that episode just to get to that segment kathy hilton who we in the fan community were all aware of the hilton family um are good friends with the jackson family and kathy hilton latoya and michael it appears we're especially close and that a conversation about race came up and Kathy Hilton says very matter of factly, you know, I was really good friends with Michael Jackson. And, um, you know, Michael said to me one day, you know, Kathy, I don't see color. And, um, Kathy said, you know, Michael, and neither do I, neither do we. And the comment was made to kind of support this idea that, you know, (laughs) 
I don't know what, what people say that for, what it's supposed to mean, but it was a, a, a conversation was being had amongst the ladies about race. And the only black person at the tables, black individual, uh, what's her name? It's on the show. Garcelle Bouvier, I guess is how you pronounce her last name, please. From the Jamie Foxx show. The Jamie Foxx show. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the only black person at the table and she was trying to make the point that, listen, my co- if you can see me, but can't see my color, you don't see me. Um, and so that comment was made up and kind of people online were like, listen, leave Michael out of this. <laughs> he ain't here to confirm nor deny, <laughs> but it was just an interesting thing to confirm that. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> it was an interesting name drop. Like, I don't know why people do that. It just seems so. Can, can I say this about Kathy Hilton? Um, she's been on my nerves since she sat there in Latoya's face on Latoya's, uh, show and was like are you a virgin now first of all why in the hell would you ask somebody that on camera that's supposed to be your best friend secondly you know Latoya. Well, do you think that was contrived do you think latoya was pulling a michael oprah a la oprah moment i I don't know that her reaction was so (laughs) to the left i really she i really think she was surprised um but she so i haven't but her reaction was just like michael's like why would you ask me that i think i don't know man she started crying and then she started having a meltdown and i really do think she's traumatized from whatever happened between her and jack but but um, okay but let me ask one more question mm -hmm. the cutting room floor if that were really a traumatic piece why did it (laughs) i'm just i'm just stacking the deck that maybe this was a plan a, a more scripted uh segment it, it, it could have been but okay. that, it doesn't mean that her reaction wasn't valid but i just feel like maybe it was a more planned that rubbed me the wrong way about kathy but also uh that whole um i don't see color that's what all racist white people say oh no not the r word mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what happens when i said what i say y'all can get my <laughs> <laughs> that's the same that is the equivalent of my best friend was black or i grew up with black people right i don't care why are you name dropping michael why because he's black and he didn't see color allegedly he probably did Correct. say that but why is that relevant <laughs> to conversation it was relevant to the conversation yeah racism about racism and about how and and let me say this because i watched a little piece of that before i had to leave because that was some that was some you know rich people problems but you're sitting at a table with like 12 people and you just think oh well you know michael jackson like she just name dropped him so clean at a table because they were friends and everybody else was sitting there like what the hell this got to do with the conversation and kudos to the ladies who didn't say nothing because they were smart (laughs) that lady said i'm not i'm gonna leave this one right here i'm gonna keep eating my food i don't have time to jump in this one at this point in 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 the world for people to say they don't see color is i I agree with garcelle that it's almost insulting because i am a black woman um, and I don't want you to say, well, I don't see color because I'm proud to be a black woman, you know? So for people to say that, it's almost like you're disregarding a part of who I am. The biggest part really of do who you th- I am. But do, do you think she was saying it's just not important? Like that's what they mean by I don't see color. Michael's saying, I don't see Like it's not important. Color is not important. I don't see it. And she was saying, I you know, I'm the same way. 
I think you have the luxury of saying that when you grew up in a whitewashed world. And and she did. And she But do you think it's more racist or more ignorant? I, I want to lean towards you. You ignorant. <laughs> I bet you would clutch her pearls if a black man walked into her room and walked into a room she was in. I guarantee you. She would clutch her pearls, curls, per, uh, sorry, her pearls and her purse quickly <laughs> and look for the nearest exit. Was it no, right to I, drop Michael's name? Yes or no? No. Well, he, he had nothing to do with that conversation. He was not in the room with all them ladies. Use it too. What do you think? Aye, aye, aye. Was it fair play to bring him in since she did know him and they were friends? Was it fair for her? That was that was her. You know, was it fair for her to bring him in? It. <laughs> First of all, I love Kathy Hilton in a way that you can love a celebrity you've never met and fully expect for them to let you down at any moment. <laughs> Kathy had to pull out the biggest gun she had, and <laughs> until the day she dies, she's got a Michael Jackson card. I don't have it. No. User no. one, user no. one point five. None of our never sponsored users. You're never gonna have it. We ain't got it. We ain't gonna get it. Mm-mm. So if Michael Jackson is my big joker when I'm, you know, just vibing and everybody kicking shit about who they know, absolutely. Why not pull out the biggest blackest sensation <laughs> that ever exists? I absolutely would have pulled that out of my wallet. However, white people, white friends, right? White allies. Oh, I'm a progressive. I'm just giving y'all the, I'm giving you the people's language. I'm always going to give you the people's language. Listen, that shit is exhausting. And and while I am confident, Mm. I am confident, Michael, absolutely said that you have to understand the then and the now of it all. Michael's generation of baby boomers transitioning into Generation X, they are built very different and they are the product of Martin Luther King, period. As much as, you know, that era was divided in pro-violence versus non-violence with Malcolm versus Martin all together, there was a respectability there. Even the Nation of Islam made sure everybody was suit and tied up, you know, of course, uh, following Muslim law as far as covering your hair for women and da 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 But both the Christian side of that, the Muslim side of that, or the general black population side of it, very much respectability. Michael, the Jacksons, we've talked about this many times. They are brought up in that tradition. So there is a point where Michael's rich ass does transcend the problems of everyday racism. He encountered another level of racism, which is government-sanctioned racism, where county and city governments are now trying to come after you because there's some type of imposed threat that doesn't exist. That's a whole other can of worms that he had to unpack later in his life. However, Kathy, Kathy Hilton... I am sure heard Michael talk about how he doesn't see color and she didn't see color at the time. That was okay because you don't want color to be a bias saying that in the year 2021 and beyond means that you don't see my black experience. And it just was not viewed that way when they were having that conversation. 
not for everybody, not in the way that it is now. So she has so much gas when she said it though. She was like, Well, Michael Jackson, good friend of mine. And because <laughs> he said it, it and it's so not a lie. Chat. Well, I think the thing that's problematic too is that you can't take what I told you years ago and act as though I would feel the same way today. A, I'm dead. B <laughs> he's gone. B People are allowed to grow and change. So at the time he told you that maybe that was true, but to now present it and say that that's how he would have felt now, or that's how, because that's how it's presented. Like, this is how he, he would feel today. And it's like, maybe today he would have said, you know what? I've been through some things, Kathy. And let me tell you. Yeah. They see me. They see me. You know, I, I I feel quite seen as a black man now, you know? So it's like this is to me, it was just an unfair sort of card to drop when it's like, when did he tell you that? 79? And we're going <laughs> to. He probably said it in 88. Let's be clear. I, d- I didn't imagine a young Michael saying that. I imagine. No, I imagine a grown man. I, this was it. Like maybe I, I could definitely a, see a him pre- saying and what, But what was the context of the conversation? Like we didn't catch the whole conversation. Like, so I yeah. want to know why y'all even got to this point. They probably were talking about how. You know, uh, it was probably some riots out in L.A. or somewhere or Rodney King, maybe. And he he said, I don't know. You never know how that conversation comes to being. And you also, like Ashley said, we're dealing with sometimes black people who felt a need to make white people less uncomfortable, uncomfortable about these sorts of conversations. And I could definitely see that being Michael where maybe that wasn't even his whole true feeling. I don't know. Definitely think he said it. But, you know, I think he also seems like the sort of person who would have wanted her to not feel uncomfortable about a race conversation. And I feel like sometimes Black people, especially of a certain age, will almost make themselves smaller to keep white people from feeling uncomfortable about these sorts of conversations. And they get to walk away feeling real liberal and real woke And all this other and that's stuff. annoying. I hate it. <laughs> and and, and I, there's another like the caveat there is just, just such an easy escape to not have to evolve on a topic and know that racism is so much more nuanced than something Michael said mm-hmm. allegedly in and the then 80s. It, like, it or the shifted 70s or the burden to Garcelle to then right figure Who has that to now like unpack now that? I have to what what you want me to do defend like now you you've used that as a weapon against what I'm trying to say. You so, just brought a dead no Michael Jackson out against me. Like, what the fuck is yeah. you talking about? And now, what better weapon to use against a black woman than another black person? Well, this black person said, that and that's that's what they do sometimes, and they don't even see that they're doing it. And that's the problem. And then one of the, I don't know the names of Housewives of Beverly Hills because I don't watch it, but the little brown-headed lady was like, well, I think <laughs> she's trying to say that you know we're all Kyle. Maybe sure. the lady with Kyle, the lips. Kyle, the lady is with Kathy's the lips. sister. The lady okay. with the lips. Well, she was like the la- No, not Lisa Renna. The other. No, one. Lisa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa I don't know these yeah. people. I just. She was like I one of the brown haired girls is Kathy's sister. I just want to put that in. She had long Kathy. brown hair, but that's not. Yeah, it's probably Kyle. The, the probably point Kyle. is, she was like, well, I think she's trying to say that she feels like you know she sees everybody as equal. And Garcelle was like, but we're not equal. When I walk, when my son walks into a you know get stopped by the police, they see his skin color first. They don't see his degrees or what, you know what I mean? And so then she had to explain that. And Kathy's like, oh, well, maybe we should have that conversation. Girl, girl, 
Michael was your best good friend. Latoya's your best good friend. Y'all ain't talking about talk her. about that stuff. No. Because they weren't best good friends. And here's the other thing, white people. They were something. Remember, Latoya said they all agreed to name their children Prince and okay. Paris. And no, look I'm sure they we were got. really good no, friends. Look at what there, we got. There is a part of your Black experience that if you have not talked directly about it, if you have not talked about it directly with your white friends, then they probably don't know anything mm-hmm. about that lived experience and sometimes that's escapism because you can just go be on that white side mm-hmm. and you're not dealing with racism because they don't see color okay cool until some <laughs> until you walk outside and somebody sees some fucking color and now you got to explain to your white friend kathy kathy this man <laughs> thinks i'm a nigger and kathy's like what do you mean michael no you're the king of pop no that's a nigger with a jerry curl now how are you going to protect him so, you know, she she has no fucking clue and she has that privilege because she is very rich on top of being very white and blonde. Like Kathy is Kathy's the cream of the crop in her own damn family. Right. She seemed like a lovely lady. Um uh bad she cool. uh <laughs> she cool. I fuck with Kathy. Bad bad you know, a bad a bad comment to make again it's just probably not the best thing like Ashley said it was her ace in the hole it's ignorant maybe also racist but it's certainly ignorant and we hope she doesn't say it again because she has been worn now because the Twitterverse definitely responded to that sort of drop because we've all heard some sort of drop like that from a white person and it's like are you serious right now like and what are you trying to do use another black person against me in this moment that's what we're doing right right so you know so because the agree. because the reality is the truth it could be true that's what he said now he don't speak for all of us so i need you to put that in a box that's what your friend told you at whatever time in his life and you bringing it out now it is not the gospel according to the book of michael and so now it's tr- it's it's his truth it's what he wanted to believe but i'm telling you i don't believe that shit and i think that if he took a look in the man in the mirror he wouldn't believe the shit neither so you know that's that's that. Like Ashley said, if I if I if Michael was my big joker, I'd be cool. I'd be like Karen Faye. I'd be quoting all the shit. She didn't blink when she did it. And she said it full chest. It was full chest. She didn't blink. She turned her whole body to say it. You know, she didn't even stay she in this. She was she, was, so she had something to say. She had something to say. She was so proud to say it. She was so, so, so happy to say it. So, you know, but, you know, that kind of hit the news. Michael just, he stay, he's saying something, even when he don't, he don't know about it. But we're going to shift a little bit and I'm going to pivot to user two to give us a good, uh, concise update on Taj's documentary. Um, user two, take it away. Hi. Uh, allow me to pull up my tools. I'm sorry, I was wildly unprepared. That's I, fine. It's take I'm your over time. here drinking. Mm-hmm. It's fine. No, take your time. It is um, it's documentary time, and we're gonna have a little discussion about it. And uh, he's gonna get his own fucking theme music if we keep at this. <laughs> All right. So Taj's documentary. Uh, let me pull out. Taj- <laughs> And while and while you user pull two is pulling up her facts and figures, I just want to say one more thing about Kathy. I... <laughs> oh, Kathy, you are all over this episode. Oh, Kathy, okay, <laughs> I don't necessarily believe that she is a racist, but her statement <laughs> are we taking it? We're retracting, no, calling her racist. a racist. I'm clarifying, okay, her the statement, statement was racist. Okay, 
statement. She doesn't. She has no fucking clue. And and yes, it was was going to say. But until we are able to have open conversations with our what what are they called, Ashley? Our white allies. Uh, Can we come up with another term? No, that's what they are. They your friends because they're not necessarily your friend. Are they allies? I don't know. Whatever. Barely. (laughs) (laughs) But until that's that's the term. Open flowing conversations without people getting all in their feels and people just listening and understanding and empathizing. We're going to continue to have racist statements such as that being said on national TV with Michael Jackson's name behind it. And that's all I have to say about about Kathy. At one point in Michael's life, he did not see color. And it may have been throughout and it may have been just an, a period of time before he was more, he, he had more life experience and the wisdom that comes with it. But at one point in time, Michael Jackson told his good friend, Kathy Hilton, that he just does not see color. And, um, and that's that on that. I bet he wish he would have. Bet he wish he would have seen some color. Maybe he was colorblind, and that's what he was trying to say. Maybe it was the wrong conversation she took from it anyway. Like, maybe homeboy was trying to let you know, like, I can't see all blues. Blue looks black to me. <laughs> that's why he wore red and red. Right. I can see red real good. I can see black real good. But some of the other stuff gets a little funny, and I can't see color. And maybe she misconstrued the conversation. We'll just want to leave that door open. See that to- that that's a conversation for all the folks who think Michael Jackson is still alive. He's not, but he may have been colorblind. Do with that with what you want. You know, do what you will with that. All right. So today we'll be giving another update on Taj's progress to goal on his quest to raise seven hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollars to complete the film the truth runs marathons as of today's recording taj has raised two hundred and thirty eight thousand one hundred and eighty dollars he is currently thirty point six two three one seven three four eight zero three one six three four percent to goal Let's hit 35%. Taj, wrap it up. Wrap it up. That's all I got to say. Are you going to talk about his latest update? Oh, God. Okay. Let's unpack that, beloved. You have four more minutes, as you promised me. So go ahead. (laughs) Taj Jackson provided an update via his Truth Runs Marathon's GoFundMe page about the last two years of his life on his quest to bring this documentary to fruition. And uh, the complaints start with, not complaints, my lord. The excuses begin at everything from I haven't been to the doctor in 10 years to bringing his wife into the conversation to COVID. Listen, I have been to the doctor in the panoramic, it has not been fun to do, but our bodies require maintenance. Put that in a fucking box, okay? 10 years you haven't been to the doctor, Tosh. Now I'm just 
overall concern for your whole well-being? Like what is actually going on where you haven't been to a doctor's appointment in the last 10 years? We're going to put that in another box, okay? The third box here is that we in America have returned to work. I don't know if you've heard Joseph Robinette Biden say build back better. He was serious about that. These kids are going back to school if they're not already in class. Uh, these pilots still flying planes. OK, uh, they're short staffed, but the planes are still getting lifted off the ground. The grocery stores never closed. The hospitals are once again reaching peak conditions and nobody, not none of us who are gainfully, fully employed have called out. Not in this aggressive of a fashion. Many of us have lost loved ones to this disease, much like you did with Uncle Luther. Pal, life is going on. I just want you to keep going with us. I don't want you to be stuck 10 years ago at your last doctor's appointment. Meet us in 2021. Put your KN95 on, rubber gloves. If you want one of those visors, I can send you the Amazon link. I'll drop it in the chat. I'll drop it in the show notes, you know, so you can click that. Get the get the visor that covers your face. Get the vaxi, as I know Katherine Jackson has told all of y'all to do, because she is a vaccination proponent. Jermaine has told us this. And get your ass to work. Your Honor, I rest my case. Well said. Well, I think what's also interesting in, in May, I don't know if he listens to us. He probably don't. But in the rare instance that he does, I would like to just drop some tea on him and some knowledge that there are a lot of fans who are just not being vocal, but they want their money back. And I can say that with uh, like Kathy, full chest and turn my body and look at you when I say it, because we literally had dinner with a, a friend who's also a, a part of the fan community. And that is exactly what was said that among many fans who have given, they have lost confidence in the direction or the, the belief that the documentary documentary will be realized and be created. So I think he needs to know that, you know, your word and, you know, your characters, all you got, and when people start not believing in you because you said a, but you don't, you don't do it, you know, you, you, all you got is your word, you know? And so I think that he needs to maybe consider that and, you know, you need to, you need to, you need to give some updates. I think there's another documentary about Michael being made. And I think I retweeted the picture, like they're doing sit down interviews and, you know, and so it's like, you know, self-care is important. You have to do that. And if that's what he's doing, then that's re really important. Um, but I think he needs to view the people who have given as investors, even though they are not seeking a return on their investment monetarily, the return on their investment for them is that there's some vindication for Michael inside of a project like this. That's why they're giving money because they believe and you owe your investors, these fans a lot more than what they're getting. And so, um, and can I please advocate on behalf of Taja's wife? It is so fucked up for you to bring her miscarriage in or any other whatever she may have been going through as an excuse. Like, yes, we are having a baby, but she 
the individual was pregnant. I just think it's so fucked up when men do that. Like Kanye did that to Kim and that was not a bad, that was a horrible look. Sean King does that a lot and drags his (laughs) wife's struggles into why it's hurt him so much to be attacked. You don't want to be in that box, Taj. And that's what you're giving. But let me also say, people want their money back. But guess what? It ain't us because we didn't give you any. No, just not have not, you know, and I, I would I would really like to be able to. But right now, I'm just not positioned to do that, given how little work has been done. And this has started. It's been almost two years. So it's like, OK. Um, well, and the update that he gave, and if you haven't read it, I'm sure Ashley will link it for you in the show notes. The update that he gave had a lot of whining kind of qualities in it. Like, why are y'all talking about me? Why are y'all asking me to do the work that I said I was going to do? Why are you doing this? I had this going on. I had, listen, anybody, everybody out here is going through something at some point. And yes, sometimes we need to pause, we need to take a time out, and we need to get ourselves together. But it's been two years. In the time that it took him to get his little fingers on that keyboard and type this whiny excuse, or I'm sorry, series of excuses as to why he hasn't done any work, he could have made some phone calls and set up some interviews and got his little Polaroid out on the tripod and started and started working. If Tito, if Papa T found a way to get every celebrity in Hollywood in that video, including Taj, let's make it very clear, he's in the video, then he could have found a way at this point to give us one interview and a little tidbit. I think so many people would be happy just to just give us a, a five minute, you know, how'd you meet Michael? Five minutes. I don't care. Ask Smokey. Smokey will do it. These people ain't too now, half of these people ain't got too much to do. So what are we waiting on? What are we doing? We could have done so much work, even in the time that it took to to draft that defense that he posted. So I hope he gives us something. We're, what, 30.62% to go. He's raised, raised $28,000 so far. Um, yeah. Uh, good luck. Yeah, good luck. And so that's that on that. And we're going to move right on into something that we can all be happy about. Off the wall turned 42 this month on August the 10th. um, And which is really cool. um, When you go back and think about it, that album is older than every single person on this call. But some people um, and we've met some of them remember that album dropping and going to the Triumph uh, tour where most where. He played the most songs from off the wall on that tour, right? On Triumph, right? Yeah. Yes, it was Triumph slash off the wall. He should. Yeah, he did. He did the most songs. So that's really cool. 42 uh, years since its release. And of course, just a couple of fast facts about that album. It was his first solo album for CBS Epic Records. Um, He did win his first Grammy um, for Don't Stop Till You Get Enough for Best Male R&B Vocal performance he was not happy about that one he really felt slighted but did get the grammy for that and the album did peak at number three on billboards hot 200 and it but it went number one at the time they were still doing the essentially the r&b the black charts it was number one on those charts uh, but didn't hit number one on the hot 200 
But yeah, at any rate, he he was running running the charts, period. And so we definitely want to give uh, a big salute to Off the Wall. Forty two years since his release this year, and um, now it is time to move on very swiftly into Billboard trivia. We love Billboard trivia. We love Billboard trivia, and hopefully. Um, you'll get the echo effect there. And if I haven't made the song yet, y'all will get the song soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, I just remembered, do we have um do we have fan fiction in this? We do have fan fiction and we were supposed to premiere it on this episode. However, we've decided to move it to the next podcast episode, but we're really excited to talk about a very special person who we all love and the fanfic that we have from him and then we have some other fanfic submissions as well so guys keep sending us your stuff we're really we want to read it and we want to uh shout you out uh so the mj fanfic is officially launching on our next episode so you guys come back and listen to that and we'll give you something it wouldn't good be to put fair on your list well it wouldn't be fair. it wouldn't be fair to do it um, for the birthday episode, it just wouldn't no. be fair. and it's just too hot to handle, honestly. So, yeah. but we want to give you guys a good quarantine reading list because it sounds like you'll be doing it again. And um, <laughs> if you're not already, <laughs> oh wow, my Billboard magazine just tried to rip on me. So, um, the trivia for today, if you listen to last not last week's because we that was, that was not last week if you listen to episode 20 you heard that in the month of july michael had two albums in the billboard 200 and this month he only has one users what album is currently on the charts for michael jackson in the August edition of Billboard magazine, and if you had to guess what number is it charting? That that was a lot. Say it again. What album mm-hmm. of Michael Jackson's mm-hmm. is on the Billboard 200 chart, and what number is it charting? It is only one album on the chart for the month of August. What album and what number? User one, what do you think? Probably Thriller. Give me a number. Um, I mean, last time y'all said it was like 91. Uh, I don't know, uh, 100. All right. We've got user one's guess of Thriller at 100. User 1.5, what album is currently on the Billboard charts for Michael Jackson? And what number... Is it charting in the Billboard 200? So I'm going to also go with Thriller. And I'm going to say 127. This month, Michael Jackson's Thriller is charting at number 87 on the Billboard 200. And it's currently down three slots from 84. Oh, I was too far down. Michael's beating your expectations from beyond the grave. And let's be clear, it's almost it's almost spooky season. So Thriller's about to go mm-hmm. from fucking 87 to 7. 
he's really doing it and don't even don't even ain't even trying but you know it's it's kind of crazy how the staying power of that album is just crazy because it's gonna go it's gonna go up in a couple of months period might even get it in number one for a week or you know what i mean because halloween you know that's that but um that's really cool that it just has that sort of staying power. It's just crazy. I don't know any other artist who, or I should say there are very few artists who have that sort of um, impact, you know, on the charts. It's a fact, Jack. So that's your billboard trivia for the month of August. We got three more things for billboard trivia for August. Some peaks for the month of August Jam peaked at number 26 on the Hot 100 on the 8th in 1992. Just a little bit of you. I don't like that song. But anyway, it peaked at number 23 on August the 9th, 1975. And Stranger in Moscow peaked at number 91. 23rd, 1997. Of those three, you think it should have went a little higher? I love Stranger in Moscow. That's that's like, yeah. I love that song. I was wondering in the rain. Listen, yeah. That should have peaked higher than 91. Yeah, that's where it went. Then it went into... Jam, too. Uh, Jam oblivion. peaked at number 26. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, Jam you know, man, if we're being honest, after Bad, you know, he it was a whole change for him. And I think that that was that's reflected in the charts. Not that things got worse, but they just got different. The whole Quincy element was gone, right? But you know, you got dangerous with that New Jack swing to it. And I mean, Jam was. How did it peak at at what is it twenty three or twenty six? I gotta look back now. At twenty six, when you got Michael Jordan in the video, the people didn't want it. The people didn't want it. Now, probably went number one overseas. Heavy D on the on the with the with the bars like what the people didn't want it. The people didn't what want was it. Y'all doing in the nineties? Please let us know. Would you put that? Jam in the top twenty five songs of nineteen ninety two? Well, clearly it wasn't because Billboard put it. I'm just saying, two. would you or no? Um, <laughs> let me go look at the ninety. You hesitate. You hesitate. Yes. Yes. Then yes. Just because you bullying. Yes. Yes. It's in the top 25. Okay. Top 25. Cool. Well, you know, that's that. It kind of ended that way it ended. So uh, we are moving into our, the meat and potatoes of the day. And that is an episode devoted to Michael Jackson for his birthday, his birth month. And we were trying to think of what was the, what was the best way to kind of celebrate this. And we went through a couple of ideas and then you know, um, we were like user two and I were like, oh, well, let's do something about like maybe what he was doing on his birthday, you know, in different points of his life. And then user 1.5 I was like, well, what about we do, you know, Michael was a, a, a Jehovah's Witness, a practicing Jehovah's Witness for a large part of his life. And even though he no longer practiced, he still kind of kept those ideals and those ways of moving and thinking he didn't really celebrate his birthday so why don't we celebrate not things given to Michael or how he celebrate how others were celebrating him on his birthday but rather the gifts that Michael Jackson gave to the world so 
well, that was a really awesome idea because he gave so much. So on his birthday, in his birth month, we want to give a shout out to all the gifts he gave to the world. This list is not exhaustive. Of course, we could go on, I think, for days and think of different things that he did that were just, you know, make you go, you know, this is what it looks like to live a meaningful life that you give back to others um, because we know that he came not to be served, but to serve. And so when you have that mentality and you, your actions um, support it, you, you really do leave your mark and you change the world. And that's what Michael Jackson did. So I am going to, this is not a list that's in any sort of order. It's just some things we thought were very important to share about what Michael gave to the world. So first of all, it goes without saying he gave the world, he gave all of us himself, his talent, the gifts that were inside him, his voice, his imagination, his innovation. He gave us his dance. He gave us the all encompassing of his talent. And he literally left the sweat on the floor to do it. Usually too, what you think about that? I was texting somebody. I was really listening. I heard sweat on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll go and then Ashley can jump in. Um, right. So, you know, Michael definitely, definitely gave himself. And you can see it in every video, every dance move. I mean, even the behind the scenes stuff that we see from the making of Thriller to the making of History, um, I'm sorry, to the making of um, Ghosts. Um, we see how much of himself he gave. Don't, don't, don't blur the things. What things? Because you're going into videos, we already got that up here. Oh, He's okay. just the talent. Well, I mean, well, well, I'm talking about him giving himself, but giving of himself. But um, his talent was straight from God, had to be, because the way his feet moved, the way he, I mean, he came up with nothing that we've ever seen before. And to have the people that you, that you look up to in awe of you. Um, says a lot about the talent that you possess as well. Uh, so Michael was nothing like nothing like him. We won't ever see anything like that again on this earth. You can fight me. You can argue me down. You can at me. I said what I said. Michael Jackson is the most talented man, musician, artist to walk this planet. Yeah, and I think what was evident about his the the idea that he was going to give of himself was that he was willing to put himself in uncomfortable positions so that you could get the best of him of his gifts like um the recording session for lady in my life like you know that whole piece of like Quincy Jones wanted him to beg and like he was so shy and he had no context of this thing but he was willing to be uncomfortable he just you know turned the lights off and I'll be uncomfortable to get this thing out and get it like you want it. So, you know, I can share it with, with the world. So I think he, he was willing to be uncomfortable in order to even get the, you know, that whole idea of, you know, putting yourself in uncomfortable positions so that you can reach your full potential, right? If you're comfortable, 
you're not growing, that sort of thing. He was willing to grow inside of his gifts by doing things that were uncomfortable. Um, I think similarly now for I Just Can't Stop Loving You, won't he sing into a do- uh, to a mannequin or something? What? What didn't he say he had a little mannequin? He he was uh, I, I, I ain't never heard that. There's a story here, and I and, and I ain't no need to have shock feelings that Michael would maybe do something like that. I just don't think that's even. I don't even think that's appropriate considering I, the topic. You're right. It's the person. Mm-hmm. Listen, Ooh, he was Saida. Where's she at? Who? Saida. I just can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> His talent. Yeah, I mean, the dude is just, he's crazy talented. And like you said, one of a kind, nothing like him. And he, that's the, that's his biggest thing. I think he left us with his gift to the world was definitely his talent. We also, in tandem with that, is his ability and what he did as far as breaking down the color barriers in music um, and in and entertainment. Um, it wasn't just music. It kind of proliferated into everything. He kind of became the standard. He opened the door and the floodgates for so many other artists to run through in a way that never had been done before. And um, without him, that just doesn't happen. And there's no other artist who's had that sort of impact for Black musicians, Black entertainers in entering a realm in a world that was previously shut off. Yeah, Michael kicked the door in for everybody and that was awesome his talent it i talk about this almost every podcast like if we lean on the talent michael's legacy will be fine because it speaks for itself anytime we start talking about anything other than the music and the dancing we just set ourselves up for failure um not necessarily that was actually that was really dramatic Michael Jackson was a, a great talent and I'm happy to have been alive while he was out here spinning around and stopping on his toes. Cause that's some really wild shit. Yeah, no, I think you have a point. If we, if we, if we veer out of the lane that is most important, it can get a little tricky. Um, and that's something to, to keep in mind because, you know, but it's so it interesting him. because it, it came for him. It ended up coming for him. Like the talent yeah. is cool, but the talent is also the reason why he was a very complex individual who we often mm-hmm. have to explain his behaviors to other people because he was just so out of the box of normal. He was extraordinary, yeah. not an alien. He was human, but he just had these wild of abilities that, you know, we, I don't know why we treated Michael like God because he could moonwalk, but it was that dope that we gave him that while he was here. Mm-hmm. And then we snatched it right back and it f- fucked with him. Uh, long story short, but yeah, the talent, we should be really thankful for it because it, he really sacrificed a lot just to entertain us, which in hindsight, you know what, Michael, you could have kept it. If it was going to go down like this, you could have kept it, bro. You could have kept some of it. We didn't need as much as he maybe thought we did. I think uh, we, we, you know, he had to take care of himself and sometimes that wasn't happening. But yeah, the talent was just so outsized. The public didn't even know how to receive it. That's what, that was half the problem. People didn't even know how to receive what he was giving. It was so unique. 
and so big. And so what they did was we turned him into a God and that is just not going to work long-term. It just doesn't work for nobody. Or a saint, St. Michael. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I want to say along the talent piece, I do want to say, you know, what gets overlooked a lot of times is like the whiz and him being the scarecrow in the whiz and that total package of what it was. He outshined everybody else on that screen anytime he was in the frame and I think we were all well I wasn't alive when when the whiz dropped in 78 but watching it back now and and for the fans that remember it dropping if you went to go see it or if you had a reaction to it let us know what you thought about it I can only imagine people were like oh my god he can act too because you forget that it's Michael Jackson I think a lot of that has to do with the uh the makeup but the other piece is that he was actually a really good actor or I don't want to say really good that's stretching but he was a decent actor um that was able to act sing and dance he 100% probably could have done something on Broadway and it would have been amazing um because he was talented he was multifaceted so I just want to call out the whiz because we don't talk about that a lot but it is definitely a, a MJ community cult favorite and Michael did amazing uh-huh everybody loved the whiz so yeah no he just he did he had he had he was a total package and a lot of people um and and were able to exploit it in good ways and sometimes in not so good ways but he definitely had the it factor as they say moving on gifts michael jackson gave to the world he gave to us music videos Music videos. You don't get music videos that are worth watching without Michael Jackson. That is a point blank period. Because before Michael, the stuff people were doing was absolutely trash. Not trash. It was trash. He, Michael literally showed you how to make money using a visual for music. Yeah, I mean, Michael was the the legit boss for all my WWE fans. He was the standard, the blueprint. He was a legit boss. He actually invented like the short film, but he told a story. I think music videos prior to Michael Jackson was like a bunch of people standing on screen, either fake playing the instruments or standing in like an alley somewhere. Like shoot, he did it too. On you know, look at the stuff for off the wall and marbles. Yeah. I don't know when I was gonna hear him. We didn't know what was going on. That bow tie. We didn't know what was going on. The marbles was just zooming. They were going too fast. I said, Lord <laughs> Michael, look out. Think about rock with you. Visually, that I mean, first of all, the song is a bop. But he was beautiful. I think that's what made that. And then the curls were dripping just right yeah. and perfect. I mean, that wasn't a bad video. Like, although he was just standing there with a microphone. Well, I think he was just so pretty. I think he was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that visually, ma- it was, visually it was he fun. he made that video because I mean that was just a gorgeous. He just looked gorgeous. He was gorgeous. Yeah, that little sly smile on his, mm-hmm. uh, on his face. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very pretty. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Hey Tony Hey. Um, so yeah, no, he 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 literally showed the people how to make money visually in music. Cause they didn't know how before then. Yeah. I think about Billy Jean and those those tiles or whatever he was walking on lighting up as he mm-hmm. icon oh iconic so ahead of its time mm-hmm. I mean, beat it so its time. y'all didn't know what to do with beat it 
but no one wants to be defeated. I do know that much. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know what to do with Beat It. Didn't know what to do with Billie Jean. And then Thriller. Yeah, thriller, thriller killed him. Yeah. Hmm? Then he really got a budget and came out with like Scream and all of that futuristic anime inspired stuff. And. But look at the people trying to keep up. They couldn't even keep up. Madonna could not keep up. Um, Who else was trying to keep up? Everybody was trying to keep up. The Temptations was trying to keep up. And y'all know they didn't need to make no music videos. They was trying to keep up. The only person who kept up was Missy and Buster. Oh, yeah. What about Janet? You think Janet Janet, kept up? Janet, Janet did a good job making her own thing. Like, everybody, everybody, when he came out with that, everybody was like, oh, my God. A, it just took his album sales through the roof and then b everybody was trying to you know figure out how they could get the secret sauce too lionel richie yeah dancing on the ceiling and shit i think um janet had really good videos as well Mm -hmm. the way that she would showcase her dancing Mm-hmm. She built the the video around the dancing. Michael embedded dancing into the video, but it was more of a storyline that he was looking for. Not to say that Janet didn't have storylines, but it always built to a dance break, and it's one that's unforgettable. Michael was trying to give you a beginning, middle, beginning, middle, and end type scenario. So, um, he's the king of the short film. He is, and you can't take that from him. That's and you know, I know recently the fans was going crazy online because I think Rolling Stone came out with like the hundred best music videos of top of all time, and Michael was not number one. And honestly, I don't know what that's about, but I think that that's so such an easy whatever. And I it's all always subjective. Everybody's got their own opinion, but I think from a very cultural importance and impact standpoint, I don't think there's any question that Michael Jackson has the most influential and the best music videos of any artist the whole package you might not like one video he did you might be like oh like you just said don't stop till you get enough it's kind of but then he's got this string of and he wasn't looking here's the thing let me let me i have something i need to say he wasn't looking at nobody else and going oh let me figure out what i want to do this was all him because everybody else was trying to build off of what he was doing so you looking over here for some inspiration to figure out what to do over here michael was like I'm drawing inspiration from movies that I like. I'm drawing inspiration from genres of things I like. I want to act myself. So I'm really trying to figure out how I can like do that piece. And I really want to tell the story. He really was innovative in a way and put himself out there. Because remember, Epic didn't want to fund the Thriller short film. They made himself fund a good piece of that. Walter Yetnikoff. They said no. They said, here's the money we're going to give you. Anything else you got to pay for it. And he paid for it. And it paid off. So then they looked stupid. So, you know, he gave us something that, you know, every year we were looking, you know, you if anybody puts on Michael Jackson videos, I promise you people are going to stop and watch it, period. So that's a gift he gave us. That we, It's the gift that keeps on giving. Matter of fact. Um, moving on to the gifts michael jackson gave us philanthropy philanthropy michael showed us what it looks like for a celebrity to give not just monetarily but of his time himself his resources did michael make y'all excited to volunteer as a kid because 
Yeah. That was the energy that I had. Yeah, he definitely gave that energy. He still gives it now. Look at all the things that the fan community do that are directly tied to the idea that he was such a giver. Like what? I don't know. <laughs> Who they be giving to? <laughs> they be giving the little this and that and the third. I will say this. Um, I do think a lot of fans are active in their individual communities. And a lot of it is tied to living out what they feel was a part of Michael's legacy and being fans. It compels them to do these things. I think fans have really kind of picked up the mantle on that as far as it being something that's important. And I don't really think you can be a fan of Michael and it not be important to you. Cause it was such a big part of who he was. His music was about it giving. So you can't really get deep into him and not have a, a, an appreciation for that part. Absolutely. And I think uh, a part of the philanthropy was Michael teaching us through his music, what it's like to care for other people, what it's like to empower, you know, that's how we get Man in the Mirror and we get Earth Song and we get all of these great um, songs that also are about, you know, recognizing that we need to be the change that we want to see in the world. And so that ties in as well. I mean, Michael was the ultimate humanitarian. I'm pretty sure he's won every humanitarian award, high award that he um that that that's out there at this point um and that's because he truly cared i mean the man was is literally i don't know if he still is the king of an uh, an african nation because he did so much work in africa and with the children and with the aids epidemic that was you know sweeping through like the the 80s and 90s so i mean he left a blueprint he left um marching instructions kind of um, for his children, for his fans. Um, and he put his money where his mouth was. He said he cared about people and he showed, he showed that, you know, and a lot of times, like I, like I said to, um, I was at uh, galaxy con the other week with my boyfriend and this guy came over or we walked past this guy and he's a black creator and he makes his own comment book. And he was talking, talking, talking. And he was like, you know, the stuff costs this and you know, anybody that can support, you know, I do all my own artwork. I do all my own this. And so I bought, you know, whatever he was, his, his comic book and a t-shirt. And I told my boyfriend, I said, you know, everybody wants to be supportive until it comes to giving money right? Or it comes to paying for something, right? You'll support with your words, but the actual giving part of something that you earn, the money portion is hard to do. Michael didn't have that issue. And that was the beautiful thing about him as a person. I would have never donated my whole salary to nobody, especially because y'all was hating. So that whole victory tour shit couldn't have been me. He ain't need it, though. Which is exactly why I would have kept it. <laughs> he ain't even need it. No, nah, he, he, I think what was, I think what spoke to Michael and a lot about him was that it wasn't just the money. He gave, I mean, he gave, he opened his home to people, you know. He opened his life to people. He would go to hospitals, you know, to so many people who are around him talk about him visiting places and, you know, not wanting it to be known by the press. Um, 
And so he he truly gave. It wasn't just writing a check because writing a check becomes easy. Like you said, at some point, this becomes easy. It's like, I don't need it. So that's easy. What's harder is to really give your time and to show up. And Michael was doing both big time for people. He was giving money and he was showing up. Um, I think there was like, wasn't there a story not long ago that a guy came out and told about Michael visiting a bunch of kids who had just had like a school shooting or something? And him coming in the eighties to the school to to see the kids, and, and you know nobody knew about it. He just kind of did it. So he just had that sort of heart um, to do and to give, and I, that's t- still one of his biggest gifts. There's so many people who say my kid is alive today, and I believe it's because of Michael Jackson because he took an interest and he cared. And so that's a big thing. That's not small. You know, it's it's bigger almost in all the other stuff, right? Just to have that sort of heart and character. I think that might be, I think you just unlocked a portal in my mind. Michael's care for kids was what we should all have, like ideally, right? Were you concerned about the well-being of others, particularly children, right? And I think about how we live in America. America could give a fuck about these kids these kids are not eligible for the vaccine and we are sending the most vulnerable little people right back into schools where hopefully they'll be okay but maybe not and I was having this discussion with my mom about how the government has shown that they really don't give a fuck about kids since Sandy Hook where we kind of went right Mm -hmm. back to business and we didn't Mm -hmm. say, you know, let's put some checks and balances on guns. Let's, you know, Mm -hmm. put protective things in order so that kindergartners aren't hurt in their classrooms. And I think it's so easy to make Michael a person who advocated for children weird because it is such a norm for us not to give a fuck about kids. We can make them seem like they're important and we can always say the children are our future. But do we actually do things for the kids that will be helpful for them and not things that check off a box like, well, uh, gave those kids a check for five thousand dollars. Okay, but for what? You know, Um, so I think that might be that was the key to his downfall where they were able to weaponize that. But when you look at it purely and take away all that negative energy that has surrounded him and how he cared for the least of these, which is typically children because they are defenseless. They have no protections uh, and we should be more thoughtful about how we love on them. So um, it's just another piece of his humanitarian work that reveals like Catherine and Joe really did a good job with that one Mm -hmm. because if Pepsi would have gave me all that money, you think I would have gave it to the hospital? We I'm know. going to the outlet mall. We know you ain't. We know you ain't. I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I would not have done it. So he was a good kid. He was a really good kid. So a major gift, probably the greatest of his gifts was his philanthropy, his heart, what he gave to us. Moving on to the gifts that Michael Jackson gave to the world. So glad that he was here and we all got to experience whether um, you got to experience it live and in living color while he was here or you just grew to love him after 2009. He gave so many gifts that people have picked up. We're moving on to one that everybody in the black community can relate to. Everybody who grew up in a black church can relate to Michael's church dance. 
and the gift that that was user two, take that away. Cause you, you wanted to make sure we made mention of his, of his, when he caught the Holy ghost on stage and gave you all of black gospel flavor. What's that about? If you've been to any black church, Baptist, Kojic, free will, uh, even, even, uh, AME Zion, the Methodist, um, under some circumstances, all of us, when when the spirit touches us, get a little jig. We get a little jig. It's a it's a two step. Sometimes it's a three step. Sometimes it's a four step. Um, the tempo of that TBD to be determined. But Michael was no stranger to the spirit possession when he was dancing and. Um, it just it, it just got into his feet and he did a foot shuffle. There's a particular foot shuffle that he did consistently. Um, they got to make that change. Shimon, right around there is where you catch it. Um, but Michael was consistent in that little two-step. And honestly, he got that two-step from James Brown, uh, who also, if you're familiar, would catch the spirit so heavily, it would knock him to his feet. And he could only be lifted from the ground if you draped a cape over his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Michael is born of that energy. So mm-hmm. we thank the good Lord for whatever that is that you put in the music mm-hmm. that makes your head snap back. And then you do that shuffle. Mm-hmm. Whatever gives you the energy to do that shuffle. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, mm-hmm. universe, mm-hmm. for sending that. But Thank you for sending it through Michael because he really just understood the assignment and his worship experience has been put to many a gospel beat via the TikTokers. I thank you all. I thank you, children of Twitter. I thank you, the Instagrammers, for taking that footage and putting whatever Ricky Dillard, Kirk Franklin, (laughs) the Pace sisters, uh, Shirley Caesar, whatever you throw in the back of that, I need more of that. More gospel, Michael, please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He he gave it to you. He gave you what you needed um spiritually in the moment. You know, not all artists can give you that, can go the range. Some artists just give you booty, 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 booty racking everywhere. Some artists just give you, you know. <laughs> They just give you some good breakup songs or whatever. But Michael could give you the range and take you to church and um, get you baptized real quick and go on home. Now, listen, it was it was pop baptism. It was not this. Mm-hmm. Did Kenny a, or Ortega say something about that at the church of Michael? I vaguely um, remember that. <laughs> and this is it. You said something oh, about the church of Michael. That's what he uh, said. That's exactly what it was, though. Yeah, um, it wasn't. It's not the blues. It's not. It's not actual gospel. But of course, I would have loved to have heard Michael sing some Shirley Caesar. Hold my mule. Come on, that would have. That would have hit. Mm-hmm. I would like that. We're gonna run with it. On next on our list of the gifts that Michael Jackson gave, he gave us bubbles. He gave us bubbles. The boy bubbles. I love every single bubble story I've ever heard. 
the one where Joseph pulled the gun out on him. Love that story. Uh, the stories about how Michael would tell him to go brush his teeth, wash his face. Love that. When they would have matching outfits. Love that. And Bubbles then he, was a good addition. He was a good choice. Bubbles is the character. <laughs> he was the main character. He was actually the main mm-hmm. character. Michael was his sidekick. And I know it appeared the other way because it's enough to meet Michael Jackson, right? But if Bubbles is there, it's like, oh, this is the Michael Jackson of it all. Like, mm-hmm. it don't get no more Michael than this because who had a monkey in overalls on their hip before Michael? Who was toting mm-hmm. around a, a monkey in public, getting on the airplane and shit? Nobody. I don't understand what... what's the discussion you have before you bring a monkey home like joseph Catherine, i'm getting a monkey what are your thoughts paying for everything i don't think he needed to have that discussion i think Mm. he was like in my wing of havenhurst there will be a monkey (laughs) but they already had so many other animals that you almost go like this couldn't have been shocking yeah you're right and low-key i think joseph liked the animals because you don't just put a flamingo in the backyard for shits and giggles. No. Uh-uh. Like you got to be the whole family's got to be okay with the flamingos being back there. Uh-huh. And I've seen this yard, and it's not that big. That backyard is not. It's not Neverland Acres at all. So uh-huh. I'm trying to figure out where these animals actually were. Like, did they literally just have cages up and down the lawn? Because that is quite hilarious to think about. Uh-huh. Huh? It's a lot, but he gave us bubbles and it's crazy how everything he touched just became like a phenomenon. Bubbles had his own stuffed animal line and he just, he was living large and in charge. I just sent y'all a picture of uh, what looks to be after concert pictures of Michael and Diane Ross and Michael is holding not one monkey which is bubbles in a sweater but a second monkey and miss ross is holding a third monkey why did he have three monkeys on the bad tour backstage and one of them is sucking diana ross's hand what sucking on her hand and michael's makeup rubbed off on her black jacket so you just see his white foundation fucking up her collar can somebody photoshop that out it gets on my nerves every time i see it like you know he went in for the hug really hard because he's taller than her so why how did your face get on her lapel like that you know how it got there yeah, unless you try to rest your head in that lady bosom. Like, what was you? You trying to go into her neck area? Head on my pillow. And then he comes back with three monkeys. Like, boy, if you don't get the fuck. Bubbles, I hope you're doing good, baby boy. God bless you. Bubbles the champ. We love it. Moving on to the gifts Michael Jackson gave. He gave us the most copied dance move that he probably didn't even know he was going to be copying it like that. The dance move in You Rock My World coming down those steps. He didn't know he was going to react like that, but people loved that. A gift. 
a gift. It's something about that particular dance move that resonates with the Black community in a way that cannot quite be explained. Um, I think we all watched the You Rock My World video and our breath was drawn away when he tilted his hat downward as if to indicate, I will be descending the stairs now. And raised his shoulders as if he were trying to protect himself from the oncoming looks of, (laughs) of us and the and and everyone else the eyes of the world and just he just floated almost mechanically down those stairs i'm trying to put it i'm trying to make this as descriptive as possible for our folks who haven't actually seen it but just know that it is one of the sweetest dance moves that he has and just imagine yourself when you walk down the stairs but it looks as cool as humanly possible. That's sure, the only yeah. way I can break it down. The cool thing about that was that, so it's one thing to have a dance break in a song, right? We all knew my some something, right? But this was unexpected. And he was literally walk, took something as simple as walking down the stairs and made it the most amazing visual part of the video. And let me tell you something. I love us. I love the Black community. Anytime somebody does something on a beat unexpectedly, we get excited. We're like, okay, all right, I see. I see you. So we weren't expected for him to, to, I mean, raise them shoulders and pop, 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 pop down them steps. He did it. It was beautiful. Yeah, he did. People didn't know what to do with that. People didn't know what to do. I wonder where he got that from. Like, what made him think of that? Well, and then I, his recreation of it um, at the 30th anniversary when he did uh, "You Rock My World," and he and he turned on the dime and did that little with his knee. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It got even better because you <laughs> weren't. What I remember, I remember thinking he ain't gonna hit it. He's not gonna hit it because it was one of those things where. Uh, I just remember how much more fun it was to watch that video when it was on 106 in part because the audience was always hyped no matter what number it was in because it was just like, oh, wow, we haven't seen a Michael Jackson video in so long. And then he hit this one scene that was just ridiculous. And we just didn't think he caught that we fucked with it that much. And when he Uh hit that shit at Madison Square Garden, oh, man. Mm-hmm. We might as well have been there. We weren't. MJ Fangirl was there. We weren't. <laughs> Couldn't afford it. No, we but had we been? Oh, wow. We've been crazy. Yeah. And that scene always gives me like, does, and does it give anybody else Jack Nicholson Joker vibes with the, with the, with not the crazy part, not the part of the Joker being crazy, but with the hat and going down the stairs? I swear there's a scene of Jack Nicholson in Batman coming in from, and the camera is shooting him from behind. And I always get those vibes with Michael in that hat going down the stairs. I don't know why, but every time, and the Joker was crazy, but freaking cool. You know, he was <laughs> the Joker. Um, but I always get those vibes. I don't know. That's just me. And that gives he, off some Joker vibes. I could, I could see that. Michael was, was doing the thing. 
He was giving he was, us some type of superhero shit. Yeah, he was. He he didn't know. He just man, everything about he everything about what he did as it concerned his talent. Just you know, he made very few false moves. Very few. Very few. Moving on to the things we love, the gifts Michael Jackson gave to us to the world. He gave us an anthem for Halloween. We need oh. have one of them before him. When you hear that beat drop in public, what do you do when you hear that? Do do now that beginning of Thriller before mm-hmm. the dinner, like the lead mm-hmm. up to the dinner. Mm-hmm. You doing something? You, you you're trying to figure out if you got enough space to get these dance moves in real quick? Yeah, immediately. A Halloween anthem. Who else got one? And then he called like the king of scary voices of scary movies in there to to be to do a little little raps. I guess if we can call it a rap. Vincent uh, Price nailed it. Price? Oh my God. Oh my mm-hmm. God. He did the mm-hmm. job. Much spookier. Mm-hmm. It's so spooky. Yeah. You're right. And you get in this is what we got every Halloween at school. On Friday, the Friday before Halloween. That's what you got. We're gonna throw this in the tape player. Enjoy. You know it's spooky season when you're out shopping and that shit hits you in the Target or the Ross or the Marshalls. Mm-hmm. You and TJ Maxx and that. Da-da. Oh shit. It's mm-hmm. spooky season. He mm-hmm. gave y'all Halloween on. I mean, that makes it just so much funner. You know, like you got the scary stuff that's super that scared. Yes, it is. I just used it and you knew what it meant. More so it made it funner. Like I said, y'all not going <laughs> to tell me what I meant. <laughs> Nor what I what you wanted me to say. I said what I so crazy, so crazy. So, um, but you have the 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 genre of for real scary, like demon scary, like The Exorcist, and then you have fun scary. Michael gave us the best of fun scary, and we use it every year. We take it. That shit was so scary. His pastor said, "You need to put a disclaimer on this shit because niggas (laughs) is thinking you was a zombie." (laughs) This shit is frightening, my nigga. You got to say something. Or we're going to, you can't come back to worship here because how do I know you're not going to turn into a zombie in the middle of Sunday service? But we'll still take your money. Give us the tithes and the offerings, please. (laughs) And as a matter of fact, when we excommunicate your ass, send it through Catherine or Reeby. We still want the money. You're still accountable to Jehovah. A whole bop, a whole, a whole, he literally, I mean, if he could, he, he's like Whitney, you know how Whitney said she ate off the bodyguard for a couple of years. Michael could have ate off a thriller. Till forever. Well, his, his estate does. Right. And they don't even give it the juice that they could. If they Mm-mm. actually gave a fuck, it could be the way that Mariah does Christmas is the way that the Michael Jackson oh, yeah. estate yeah. should do mm-hmm. Halloween. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is his motherfucking season. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. True. The best thing they did was when they had that Joker re-released in theaters. So you could go to the theater to see it. And it was there for like seven days. I didn't even yeah, get to see it. It wasn't shit. even there long, but that was cool. That was cool that they did that. 
other than that, you know, we kind of get the same old regurgitation. That little Halloween thriller special, not really my move, but the one that's that. a cartoon. It's the new yeah. one. Yeah, it sucked. It wasn't yeah, even about Michael. Excited, but yeah, no, it was a little. It came on, and I was like, oh, this is not I'm not even playing that for my nieces and nephews. It looked like such a dub. I keep the cocoa melon on, okay? <laughs> not Fuck that, JJ. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, it it was a miss, but yeah, they, they, if they were to really kind of go. Then they need to call Mariah's team or something. Figure it out. They can make so they can make some moves on it. Put it this but way: yeah. Mariah starts planning the Christmas activities. She plans all thirty-one days of December, starting in July. So that means the Michael Jackson estate right around March, April. Y'all need to pull out a fucking notepad and a calendar and start penciling things in. We need the merch. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Fucking press up some of those Letterman jackets. Press up mm-hmm. some of those. Cool they did at skirts. one point, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like the they, the estate should literally offer the costume, the werewolf mm-hmm. thing. Like they could easily do a job or do a deal with the Halloween store mm-hmm. and just put it in there. Just ha- get people would pay for the official mask design or something mm-hmm. that's similar. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. And that guess would what? Require somebody at the state doing work though. Exactly. So and we know that they they do are not working. Like to work. We just got new merch. If they have to get up <laughs> from their computer, if they literally can't do it via email, if they gotta call somebody, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, there's a missed opportunity here because that's such a big without doing anything it's big so imagine if you were to try and this is why taj feels no need to rush why why (laughs) (laughs) thank you okay um they could even re-release it in theaters every year for i mean if they're gonna do it for a week then hell do it every year for a week my black ass will be there well, they get to tag team it because you get to you get to use Thriller as the big Joker, and then you got Ghost as your little Joker. You have the whole month. You can tag team this thing. Like, I mean, Thriller is still the king, but you know, you still got like a real good number two. Good. Yeah, That's you got a real good, good number two. Yeah, you get a twofer in that because you, or actually a three for what you got. Ghost is it scary and too bad. All yeah. in that video. He gave you a Halloween EP. Yeah, he gave you a package. He he definitely gave a package. And yeah. I will never stop yelling about the fact that Ghost had CGI performances from Michael. Y'all made that damn Michael Jackson experience video game without actually using the CGI Michael left behind. Y'all went and had Travis do it. Travis knows the choreography for sure but michael left the damn cgi behind what did y'all niggas do with it what did you do did you lose it is it no longer in your possession are you telling me that stan didn't put it in a safe place stan winston Mm -hmm. lost it don't fucking lie you want to license legit. the idea and not give us what Michael actually left behind. That's that bullshit. And that's why y'all will never defeat the Prince estate from the great beyond. You can't beat them. But they could legit come out with a whole new, we have the making of Thriller. They could come out with a whole new documentary based on that music video. Because most of those and people are still alive. Are still alive. Ola Ray is here. 
um, we'll find the black you lady know, who was dancing right beside Michael. I want to hear her story. Right. There's so many, there's so many things they could do and it's just not being done. And it's like, dang y'all, we want some of this stuff. We don't want again, some of the other stuff, because that is like that, that thing he did with thriller is it's so few artists. Like you said, you gave Mariah Carey, you can name probably on one hand, the artists who have a season on lock. Yeah. Make the money. If you want to do it, but y'all just want to bullshit. What's the next day Michael left us? I don't want to do this. (laughs) He gave us so many great things. Okay, so he also gave us, he gave us before we knew we needed it, instructions on how to wear a face mask 24-7, fashionably, to keep yourself. Amen. He did that for us. He did it. I want to thank you, Michael, because it's because of you. I have never second-guessed how I would feel going in public with a mask on. The first time I wore a surgical mask to work was in 2018, right before the Coronas came around. And I wore, I had that box of surgical masks. Everybody was like, you're only going to wear it for a couple of days. And then what are you going to do with the box? I'm going to hold on to it because what would Michael have done? And in a year's time, I already had a stash of masks because I did not get rid of my remaining items. Michael, I want to thank you for that inspiration. You have proven that you need at least 50 medical masks on you mm-hmm. in your position possession at any given point in time he has shown that it's easy to breathe in them because he would literally never take it off once it was on he has shown that you can have variety you can have fashionable you can do the silk if you would like you could do uh the simple medical grade okay you can put on a whole halloween mask that's another thing uh, but that's another conversation. Well, I like, we should talk about how the kids were literally under blankets for like 12 years. Good for them. I like how he, I like how people said he was weird and strange with the mask. And now it's like, uh-huh. He, he, and, he was ahead of the game. Uh-huh. And user 1.5 was showing me all the crazy masks when people didn't have no masks that they were making. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and y'all laughed at Michael and y'all out here with, bubble zone a diaper over your face like somebody um made me a crochet mask and i was like okay well listen i'm gonna have to wear a mask underneath it (laughs) (laughs) but that's a nice day yeah i mean it was the color it was my favorite color so i was like okay well you know i can just throw it on to match a fit you know if i want to match but it's it's crochet how do you think michael procured his masks I think he went to CVS or Walgreens. Do you think he bought them in bulk? Like, just give me 200. I can see that. But I also could see where he didn't because at the time there was no demand. The question is, how many N95s and KN95s did he come across? And how many silk masks? I want to know. And his doctors to give them to him. He went there just like he got that arm brace from that drummer. He went there. He was like, that's right. You got a box? Let me get a box. Klein, just hand me the box. When you hand me some pills, hand me a box of masks. He should have threw his mask at somebody one day. He never did it. 
You don't know that. Debbie he might have thrown his mask at Debbie or Lisa. <gasps> In a fit of rage. <clears throat> Sorry. Has anybody ever, has anybody tried to throw their three-ply, because at this point, all I will wear are the three-ply surgical mm-hmm. masks mm-hmm. or N95. Has anybody ever tried to throw it? It doesn't go too far. Yeah, no, it like, blows. If you fuck around and drop it and it's windy, oh, that's it. that's it's it. gone. That's it. You need a new it one. Just, well, if you, you know drop what? your mask anyway, you need a new one, but definitely. Pass. He seems so non-confrontational. I couldn't see him throwing no mask at them ladies. Well, I don't think he lived with him for too long. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I think they had separate residences. So, I mean, you can't get... He lived with Lisa. She, he just wasn't there a whole lot. I think that's what she was saying. He wasn't there a lot. Lisa, I don't think he ever lived with the other one. Lisa and Debbie are literally the only two humans on earth that should buy that Neverland hoodie. Because they was there. And Y'all wasn't in the gym when they Debbie, were shooting in the gym. Debbie don't want that neither. She just want to be with her horses. And there ain't no horses on that Neverland hoodie. She can wear it when she's riding her horses or feeding them. <laughs> What's the next thing on the list? Shout out, Debbie Rowe. Okay, so we've got just a couple more to talk about, but they're so important. So the next one, Michael Jackson's gifts to the world, his style, his sense of fashion, and how he influenced not just music artists with his sense of style and fashion, but, I mean, it was all of entertainment essentially art yeah we had a fashion episode if y'all haven't listened to it go find it um but michael was a trendsetter Mm -hmm. another gift from the one and only king of pop his style his fashion he influenced the culture period period and last on our list but certainly not least of the gifts Michael Jackson gave to us is his ability and his commitment to making um, black artists mainstream and using and utilizing um, black talent in his music videos. Using 1.5, you really wanted to make sure we gave an uh, gave a shout out to what he did concerning um, promoting black actors. What made you think like that's definitely one of his best gifts that he gave us? Uh, for me, it's it's the the culture, right? Uh, at a time when we weren't necessarily um, we were at a different place um, as as a black community than than we are now, um, where he took his light, his celebrity. And gave other people the 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 opportunity to shine. Other black um, entertainers the opportunity to shine. That to me uh, is wokeness at its finest. And not just black actors and you know, but I mean black directors, Spike Lee, John Singleton. I mean these are the people who um, black choreographers and Fatima Robbins. You know, so many people that you know ate. Because Michael wanted to work them um, and wanted to give them the opportunity to be great, and um, and so for me that was that's a huge gift not only to the world but to the black community because some of these some of these people like Wesley Snipes I'm sure he would have been famous anyway but in the bad video that's his first 
major acting role where he was really seen. Um, and I think like where he is now, so many people saw him in that video um, and he, he became recognizable because of that. So for me, that's a huge part and it shows the, the love that Michael had for the black community and for black artists and black content creators. Um, and somebody gave him a chance and he was willing to give other people a chance. So that, that to me is beautiful and definitely a gift. Yeah, he was definitely out there giving, giving the people an opportunity, like you said, and he would let people sample his songs. Um, a lot of black artists, he, he let them have that to use his music to, to, to build off of for their own stuff. And so he was never too far from, um, I think all of his leading ladies in his music videos were black women. I think. Except yeah, for Lisa. That feels right. Except that for feels right. Well, except for Lisa. Except for his wife at the time, Lisa Marie. And so he he made a point of I think highlighting even the uh the talent of other black artists. Like you said, and it wasn't just the, the front facing people, it was the people behind the scenes as well, um, with choreography and dancing and everything in between makeup hair he was giving people opportunities to to eat like you said and um without his i'm sure just being in one of his videos or just being being able to add his name to your resume opened up doors that otherwise would have been very difficult to open and i think that's when you talk about the michael jackson economy and what just his you know, being in his orbit, what that can do for you once you're long out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he, listen, he was, we, as, as on our blackity blackest moment show, as we pointed out, he was one of the only artists highlighting Africa and the continent of Africa and talking about how beautiful the people were showing that culture. Um, and so, you know, he he was for the culture. He did it for the culture. Hey, Bobby. That's user three, y'all. Bobby the dog. Yeah, we got a lot. He, We could go on and on, y'all. We literally could go on and on, but we're not going to do that. We're going to leave some open. If you, what, what do we miss here? What are some of the gifts that we missed? Just shoot us a message. Um, shoot it, go in our DM, send us an email tweet at us hit us up on instagram let us know what we missed he's he, michael jackson gave so many gifts to the world we could have kept going and going and going but those are the ones that really stood out to us we're so grateful that he graced this planet we're so grateful for Catherine and joe and what they gave us that is that is certainly their gift to us was michael and thank god because he he checks all the boxes. He checks all the boxes. Sixty three years ago today. Sixty. My man's would have been sixty three. So when y'all be talking bad about the boomers, just remember, Michael was a boomer. <laughs> Michael was a booming boomer. Okay? Definitely was. Randy, Janet, not boomers. Mm -mm. Marlon and Michael, boomers. Boomers, baby. 
And so Michael Jackson, happy birthday where you are. We remember you. We celebrate your life, your legacy on today. He was a good kid. He was a good kid. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. This has been the Black Jackson Estate. We'll catch you next time. Later, taters. Bye. Wear your mask and use your sanitizer. Well, um, I have to ask you, too, uh, your brother's birthday, Michael, uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, his daughter, yes. Paris, she's in music. Uh, your sons, 3T, uh, they're in music as well. How do you think this generation of Jacksons are, are carrying the legacy? Well, they're doing okay. You know, they're, a lot of them are into this show business thing and seem to have fun with it. As long as they're having fun and enjoying it, that's the most important thing about it. And so, before I let you go, you said a tour. Um, okay, your tour, but will there ever be a Jackson family tour? I- I'm talking, you know, Latoya, Janet, and the the guys. Reby too. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to go on a tour for the person that's the love and that's We've talked about that in the past, and it's never come to tuition, but who knows? It could be tomorrow or the near future. Okay, well, I'll keep my fingers crossed. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. So, chicken legs on the next album. Okay. Skinny legs and all. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.